0: I wanted to talk today about doing things that produce results. Um, we've had a really uptick in number of agents that are calling after their appointment and going over what happened, and I'm starting to realize there's a pattern here with agents that do a good presentation. They, they're really doing a pretty good job connecting with people, but they're walking out with no sale. Why is that? And let me give you an example of doing a good job on presenting something that does not produce results. You know, you walk into the house, and this plan, folks, has got living benefits. If you have cancer, stroke, or heart attack, they'll give you 25 to 90% of the death benefit to live on while you're recovering from your illness. Now, in this scenario here, You've done a great job of educating the client, but one, you don't know if that's important to the client, you've got no value out of it, and there's no call to action. They just got the information. So we're going to unpack that a little bit as we go through this morning. Where is the call to action? Well, what you just mentioned is nice to know, and it's important to them, or is it? Because we don't know if they even care about that. Most of you have heard the story years ago that I was calling on a client talking about the scholarship with foresters. The guy had four kids, and thank God, about three minutes into my really good presentation, he said, Dick, I don't care about that. And I looked kind of stunned at him. He said, my parents are wealthy. They've got a trust fund set up. The kids could go to medical school, and it's all paid for, so that's not important to me. He stopped me from making a terrible mistake, because I would have focused a lot more of my attention on that. So that was a wake-up call for me to find out. Is what I'm talking about important to the client? You know um, We haven't given enough example in what I just showed you to have them make a decisive decision. See, every bit of information we give should be presented with a call to action. We're going to kind of unpack that a little bit this morning. And the reason the calls to action are what produce the results we're looking for. When you're getting a lot of, well, i got to think about it, it means there were either no or definitely not enough calls to action to get the client to do anything. Well, how do we, how do we create a call to action? I mean, I can talk about how important they are, but if I don't talk about how you get them, well, first off, let's do this. Let's make a list of five things that your product has that may not be obvious. Well, your product has a death benefit. Yeah, but that's obvious, and I don't want you to ignore that, but that's not going to get you the sale. Why? Because all life insurance has a death benefit. What's important about the death benefit is not what it is, rather what it does. See, most insurance agents are going to sell, especially a new agent, if you don't come home, we're going to send your wife a check for $100,000, or $250,000. That doesn't set you apart from anybody else because all life insurance does the same thing. So we need to focus not on what it is, but what it does because that makes a difference. And what it does makes it easier for you to have a call to action. For example, um, our plan keeps the family in their home. Okay, that's... That's different. That's what it does. But does that matter to John? Well, we've got to find out. John, if you don't come home next week or next year because of a car wreck or a heart attack, would it be important that your family be able to stay in the house? And more important, how would they make their mortgage payment? How would they save for college? See, a lot of times the wife has got a job that she can make the mortgage payment. And when you ask the question and stop right there, well, she could handle the payment herself. So if they've got kids ready to go to college, then you've got to throw in there. How would she be able to, you know, make the mortgage payment, save for college, buy groceries, pay the light bill? See, save for college, guys, there, that's the key that throws his perfectly laid plan right out the window because I don't care how much money she's making. If they've got two or three kids, she may be able to handle the mortgage payment. She may be able to pay the light bill. She may be able to buy groceries, but she's not going to be in a position to put the kids through college. Now, what if the kids are grown? Then at that point in time, she's 56 years old, the kids are grown. You know, How would she be able to make the mortgage payment, buy groceries, save for retirement, pay the light bill? See, she's not going to be in a position. You want to throw a ringer in there that takes him out, that blows his plan out of the water, because I've never had a widow or a widower when when the spouse passed away that said, "Dick, you guys just sent me way too much money, I want to send some of it back. I don't need it all. That just doesn't happen, folks, you know, so we need to be conscious and aware of that, and you know how would how would she be able to make the mortgage? Well, she couldn't. Next question to follow up with that is, well, how do you feel about that? Now, did you notice a difference in my, well, how do you feel about that? I can say that question, well, how do you feel about that? See, that's interrogative, but how how do you feel about that? See, that's drawing on an emotion, and it's conveying, it's saying the same thing, but it's conveying something that's totally different, you know. See, Our plans keep the family in the home. And you ask the question, which of these plans, one, keeps the family in the house, and two, fits your budget? See, that's a call to action. Now, the reason we asked the question a moment ago, how do you feel about that? As soon as he says, not good, what's happened then? He has just acknowledged, I have a problem. And now, once they acknowledge they've got a problem and you provide a solution, it's just a matter of finding a solution that fits their budget. So it's very important that we get them to acknowledge they have a problem because that's one of the most important parts of the call to action. They have a problem, and we have a solution for it. See, our plans keep the family in the house. Which one of these keeps the family in the home, and fits your budget. That call to action makes all the difference in the world. We're not just spewing out information. We're getting information from them to use to fix the problem they acknowledge. Now, let me give you an example of walking into the house with no call to action. You walk into the house, hi, how are you? Nice house, great neighborhood. Our plans pay off the mortgage and the event of your death. I did all these options, which one fits your budget? You know, now you're sitting there thinking, Dick, you got to be kidding me, but I'm telling you, a lot of you, that's the way you sound because we really have to go in and give them some sort of an education. So, you know, it's kind of where's the beef? With this plant up here, there's no beef. We haven't found and, and built any education to give them some idea of what, what to expect. See, people know very, very little about life insurance. When you stop and think about it, when you started doing this the first week, uh, how many of you knew what the difference between whole life, universal life, term, 10? I had people today that don't know what a a 10 versus a 30-year term mean or a 15 or 20 year. They have no idea. Well, what's that mean? Well, it means if you live 11 years, you don't have insurance on a 10-year term. In fact, if you live in Live ten years in a day, you know, you don't have insurance anymore. There I, I have people that are stunned when they find that out. They realize, well, why would I want that? Well, you wouldn't if you could afford something different. But sometimes that's all people qualify for. Rarely does anybody understand what ART means. Uh, and that, and I say that even to brand-new agents who just got their license. They don't know what ART means. It's annual renewable term. They don't know. Uh, Accident coverage. People don't realize when they get that Globe Accident and Life Policy through the mail and it's $28 a month. They have no idea. Globe Accident uh, and life insurance. So when they see the life insurance, that's what they want. They focus on what they want and the payment, but they don't look at the adjective first and don't realize the average. Uh, the adjective there is the operative word, accident coverage. What does all this mean? They, they really don't know. So once the client realizes um, that you care and that you're going to take the time to work with them, um, basically they want to know is, is it going to be there when I need it, and how much does it cost? So we in the process of this need to do some education see the more value that we build on our product the more willing they are to pay a higher price for it for example you know when you stop and think about it if somebody really understood the risk they were taking by doing blood work guys 70 plus percent of the people wouldn't want to do that well dick where you come up with that figure? A number of years ago, mortgages were going through the ceiling in our area. Rarely did I have one under $250,000. The economy was hot. Things were going well. And um, I, most of my mortgages, I think, averaged about $400,000 at the time. And I was going in tempted to show them fully underwritten because everything was over 250000 And uh After 30 days of doing that, not getting hardly anything issued, I realized this isn't working. So I went back to showing them 250,000, of 15-, 20-, and 30-year term, and I used blue for the ink on that one without blood work, and then I would show them 380 or 400,000 in red with them doing blood work. And I just explained to them, now the blue numbers are the company taking all the risk The red numbers are the client taking the risk. Because if they do the blood work and find something, it's broadcast to every life insurance company in the nation. My income, my cash flow immediately went back to what it was before. Over 70% of the people said, I don't want to take the risk. I'll take the 250 and let the company take the risk. They wanted the convenience and they wanted the policy issued and a higher percentage and they did not want whatever they found to be broadcast to every life insurance company in the nation. So I only share that with you because everything that we share on these calls like this, this has been something that we've done that we know works and what doesn't work, unfortunately. So, um, you know, when they realize that 50% of the people don't qualify the way you send the application in on a fully underwritten case, which means 50% of the people now have things in their MIB that they probably wish weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, conversely, if a simplified issue product is underwritten correctly by the field underwriter, you finding out what medications are on, guys, you can get up to a 90, 94% issue rate on simplified issue. It takes more work on your part, but you're going to get paid more. You know, um, them understanding what a 10-year term on the radio means. You know, I had that question come up six or eight times this past week, agents calling me. Well, they found something on the radio that's $28 a month. Yes, it's a 10-year term. If you can walk on water, you may qualify. About 2% of the people qualify for that, but I thought they had a 30-year mortgage. On that one on the radio, if they live 10 years in a day, there's no insurance there versus your, they're going to be covered all the way to the end of the mortgage. So who do they want to take the risk? Now, I wouldn't expect a new agent to know that. In fact, I think that's a great time for me to be called because it allows me to educate the client on the risk of doing the blood work and you to listen to learn how to do it yourself. So these are just things and and ways we can educate our clients. See... um, One other part of the education, this is for your education today, but it's very important information for you to educate your client on. Guys, most markets today, your clients are going to get 20 to 25 solicitations from different companies trying to sell them mortgage protection. Think about that for a minute. You set the appointment on Monday. By Wednesday, when you get there, they've got six or seven more flyers through the mail about mortgage protection. So when you go into the house and you're trying to start selling them something and you ignore the fact that they may have gotten other flyers, see their mindset right now is when you get there and they've got all these other options open to them is, we'll get the information from this agent, we'll call some of these other people and get their information and see who's got the best rates. Mm-hmm. So please don't stick your head in the sand and think you know that they're not aware of the fact that other things are coming. Now. The good news is with a lot of the IVR leads, they're getting in there so quick. Sometimes you're in the house, made the sale, and out before they ever get these other things in the mail. Be conscious of the fact that they're going to get them and warn them. You're going to get 25 or 30 things through the mail. Some of these plans, if you die of a heart attack or cancer, they don't pay. So let them know that's why the education part is so important. Now, you know, when you say, for example, you get in the house and you got lucky, you were the first or second agent to get there to set the appointment, and what? Now at that point in time, you really have to make you much different. You really need to connect, and so that they don't want to see another agent. That's very important. See, once we sh- we connect and show that we care. How many of you have bought a Ford or a Chevrolet or a Nissan and you didn't even want a Ford or a Chevrolet, but your best friend sold them? Or the guy that you've been doing, buying cars for years, moved from General Motors to Ford, and you follow him to the dealership? Mm-hmm. My dad bought from Ed Rose. I don't care if Ed Rose was selling bakers, That's what dad would have bought. I mean, you buy a car, you call Ed Rose. That's just the way it was. You know, life insurance to a degree can be much the same way. So educating them on what's coming has got to be an important part of what you do. Now, let's point out some of the pitfalls. And I know a lot of you on the call here today are not familiar with some of the different things out here. But, for example, when you're educating them, especially after the sale's made, sometimes before or during, let them know what declining term is declining term is a product that you're always paying for the amount of insurance you take out, but the amount of coverage drops every month in accordance with the mortgage. So you're paying for 200,000, but you may only have 60 because that's all that's owed on the mortgage. They need to know that. So when they start getting all these funny things through the mail with different rates on them, they're aware of the fact they're trying to figure out which one it is. And your renewable term, oh my gosh, you know, that, that product drives me crazy. For a lot of people, it's inexpensive on the beginning, but the price goes up every year. And they need to know what ART stands for. Accident coverage. See, a lot of the accident coverage that's literally tied to the mortgage, it's a declining um, countrywide a number of years ago before when uh, the crash hit with the – uh, mortgages and so on. They sold a declining, decreasing term. So if they started off with two hundred thousand dollars, as the mortgage went down to sixty, so did the coverage, and it was action coverage. It was twenty eight dollars and forty cents a month for the husband and the wife together. Who would want that if they knew what it was? So all the people look at is the word insurance somewhere. And the premium, so taking a few minutes to explain how these accident plans, oh, and the other thing of it is the majority of the accident plans that are tied to the mortgage, depending on which state you reside in, you've got to die within thirty one days, some of them it's ninety one days. you know now, I think accident policies are good, but i want I have one of myself, but I want one that if I die within a year of the accident I'm covered, and I They didn't sell this when I was eligible to buy it. But mine stops at age 75. I wish it went to age 80. You know, not because of my age now, but because how many seniors have accidents between 75 and 80? So I love our accident plan. Okay, so this is what I put together for you guys. The reason it's so important to, to refigure the numbers before you go, once you get to that stage where you can get a little health information and we can strategize that, it really takes time for them to realize you have, you've gone the extra mile for them because you're showing them some different options. Now, once we present the rates or the numbers, this is really important for a call to action. The numbers are there. They're looking at them. What's usually the response you get? Well, i got to think about it. Why is that? Well, they haven't had time to talk to see which one of these fits the budget. It's a normal, so I'm going to give them a platform and a time to do that in the presentation. And this is a third-party story that you can use. You know, I present the numbers to them. They're looking at the worksheets with the numbers on them or however you're presenting them. And before they have a chance to say anything, and I did this yesterday on the phone with a new agent. Uh, I, I did it. Um, I pushed through, even though the lady was saying, "I got to think about and all this." I did it anyway, so he could hear. And unfortunately, he can't be on the call today because he works a regular job. And but this is what I did. I said, "You Mary." I said, "Let me explain to you what happens next. This is important. Let me explain to you." what happens next. That's a great transitional phrase that leads you into something very important. Those transition phrases are extremely key here. Once you sign the application and give me a void check, these take three to five business days to issue. Once it's issued, it's going to take me three weeks to get it through the mail. During that three-week window, if something happens, they're going to continue to do the underwriting as if you were still living. When they get finished, if they say, yep, we would have issued this policy, somebody's getting a check. We've had that happen already. One of our uh, agents in Virginia wrote a lady up at 7.30 at night, 9.30 at uh, 8 that night. Two hours and eight minutes later, she was killed in a car wreck. Her son graduated from college 16 years ago this month. All these plans i put together were put together just like Joyce's plan. Uh, while you all are talking, can I use the restroom real quick? And I leave the table. Now, right then and there, I need what they refer to in the car business as a TO. If you've ever been in a car dealership and the salesman can't get the sale... They bring the big gun in, somebody to close the sale. Well, right there, I need a TO, to, somebody to turn it over to to get the sale. And I want to give her enough information that she's got what she needs to convince him while I'm gone. They need one of those plans that's on that paper right there. That's that's the purpose in this. So I leave the table with the numbers laying in front of them. That's why uh, if you're using a computer... To figure the rates in the house, you've got to have something where you transfer it from the computer onto a piece of paper so that it's right there in front of them for the whole period of time to look. So if they can't cover the whole mortgage, they've got the 20 and the 30-year to consider should we do it for the full mortgage, half the mortgage, whatever. All of those numbers are there so they can add them up. That's really key. Now, once I've left the table, I'm giving them the time now to determine what fits their budget. That's intentional. So when I return to the table, at that point in time, I'm going to give them one more benefit and another story. Oh, I meant to tell you, kind of like Columbo. This plan has a safety net in it. Let's roll the hands up. See, I'm painting a picture, and I'm trying to get them to step into my picture. Because once they step into the picture, case okay, so over. It's then it's just a matter of picking a payment that fits. So let's roll the hands of time ahead three years. One of you don't feel good. It's an emergency room visit. It's not good news. It's cancer. We've got eleven months to live. You can't work. How would you make your mortgage payment on one one paycheck? Who would pay the light bill? Who's gonna buy groceries? You know, you really want that picture for them to realize, oh my gosh. See they're prepared, they think if somebody dies. They really think they are. But when the reality hits of what it looks like without a paycheck for 11 months leading up to that, see, that's that's why 3,000 families a day are being foreclosed in the U.S. because of health conditions. So we're going into the Becky story now. Who would pay the light bill? You know, nine years ago, one of her agents in Southern California was working with a 29-year-old couple. They took the money back option. They, they got to thinking, we're 29. We run marathons. Why do we even need this coverage? A neighbor who was a financial planner said, oh, my gosh, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You're 29. You run marathons. You don't even have kids. What do you need this insurance for? Let's take that money and put it into your retirement account. And the husband made the comment. He said, you know, We pay our bills, but we find saving very difficult. The husband knew if they started a savings plan, they would discontinue it, but they would not stop making this payment on this insurance, and they were going to get all the money back. Two and a half years later, she wakes up in the middle of the night, excruciating pain, emergency room visit, aggressive cancer. She's got 11 months to live. The doctor told her, he said, your only hope is an experimental drug and it takes $100,000 to start. She's going to die. On the way home from the oncologist, her husband reminds her of this policy they bought, and she said, John, I've already thought of that. She said, we've made 29 payments of $86.34 on my part. There's no way they're going to give us a quarter of a million dollars. They come home. She goes to bed depressed. He calls the agent. And the agent said, get Becky back up. I went through the same thing with another client about seven months ago. I still have the paperwork for that case. Meet me at the doctor's office in two hours. Within a matter of days, they had a check for $200,000. She took the experimental drug. She's alive and well today and has three children. And I've wondered a 1,000 times if that financial planner knows how close he came to giving her a death sentence. Which of these plans do you feel would best suit your situation or your needs? Guys, when you tell something like that, That was not one of my clients. That was a client with another company years ago. But those are two stories you can tell as third-party stories. And I'm telling you, where you tell it and the way you tell it is going to be paramount to you because that's going to determine the outcome. See, that is what I'm talking about. That is a call to action. Which one of these plans best suits your situation and your needs? Because now... Becky invested $86.34 for 29 months to save her life. So if you're showing them a payment for somewhere around $89 a month, what's our average payment nationwide? $85. But if you're showing them a payment somewhere around $3 a day and it saved Becky's life, do you think they might think this might be worth putting this money in to save my life? See, that's a call to action that's very difficult for them. Now. I really just laid out options for them and allow them to pick. This isn't high-pressure selling, folks. This is just giving a solution to a problem they've acknowledged they have. Now, my call to action to you today is how how many of you have picked up on the fact I've never mentioned living benefits yet? Why not? that's a big part of this no it is a big part and i might need that at the end to close see if i come out there with both guns blazing and i empty them and they still have they're still resistant i got nowhere to go i remember when we first got foresters when they came out with their product I had agents going in the house. They didn't tell me anything other than the fact, oh, this has got orphan benefits and does this and this and this and this and sit there and just looked at the customer with that deer in the headlights look thinking, well, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Give me two. They hadn't built any value in it and they weren't making any sales. So I don't spew out everything I've got at the front end. I only use... The accelerated death benefit rider, that's my safety net. And I don't even call it the accelerated death benefit rider. I change the name to the safety net. Why do I do that? So an agent can call up their state farm agent, or a client can't call their state farm agent and say, hey, George, have you got uh, the accelerated death benefit rider on your policies? Yeah, yeah, I got that. Okay, well, how much would a 20-year term, how much would $100,000 of the coverage cost? You know what state is going to do? They're going to quote that rascal a 10-year term. They're not even going to talk about being a 10-year term. They're just going to give them a price for $100,000, and the client's going to say, well, I'll take that. And if you didn't educate them on the risk of doing blood growth, they're going to submit to a blood test, and 50% of them get issued. So I talk about where we're different and then the call to action is, I change. So if he calls old George, I'm say, hey, George, you know, I'm looking at some mortgage protection. Have you guys got that um, a safety net on it? No, we don't have any safety nets on our products. So I've got, that's what's making me different. The living benefits are the same way. If they say yes, I'm writing. I'm filling the app out. When I'm finished, oh, I meant to tell you. If you have cancer, stroke, or heart attack or something, I don't expect you to remember all this, but God forbid something bad happens in your life, give me a call. Because this has got a a second set of safety nets in there that if you have cancer, stroke, or heart attack, they will give you part of the death benefit to live on while you're recuperating from your illness during that period of time when you can't work, you know, six or eight months while you're battling cancer. So I'm still going to tell them about it, but I'm going to tell it when I, when it's in my best interest, not theirs. So if I get to the end and they're still resisting, say, well, let me ask you something. If Let's roll the hands of time ahead. You know, six months, five years from now, you have cancer and you can't work. You're going to beat it. It's stage three, but you can't work for six or eight months. How are you going to make your mortgage payment with no no paycheck coming in for eight or eight six or eight months. Money's going out of the house like water for all the co and everything. How are you going to buy groceries? Who's going to pay the light bill? Well, I don't know. Well, would it be important? Don't tell them what, don't tell them what it is. Would it be important if you had a program that gave you access to seventy-five to to $100,000 to live on that eight months you were unable to work? Would that be important to you? No, we've got enough in my 401k. I don't care. Yeah, but if your 401k is down forty percent, so instead of a half million dollars, it's only three hundred thousand. And for you to get a hundred thousand out to use, you have by the time you pay your penalties and taxes, you're going to have to take two hundred thousand out. Are you willing to sacrifice? A half million dollar 401k today and reduced it somewhere to 100 to 150,000 because the market was down. Would that make sense? Well, no, that doesn't make sense. Now, I don't know if you qualify, but if we could put a plan together that would give you a hundred thousand dollars to live on while you're battling your disease, would that be important to you to protect your 401k and protect your retirement? I didn't, say what it, I didn't say I could do it. I just said, would it be important to get something? Yeah, that would be, say, well, if I can get you qualified on a plan like this, for $3 a day, we can protect your life and your 401K at the same time. Which one of these plans do you feel best suits your situation or your needs? See, I'm not talking about what any of this stuff is. I'm talking about what it does and how it protects them, and then following it up with a question, would that be important to you guys? That's a call to action, and that's the difference between making a good presentation and making a presentation that's going to result in a sale because the call to action is what makes the difference.